0: Welcome to Expanding Reality. I am your host, Brandon Thomas. On this episode, God help me with this name, Etienne de la Bortier Squared. Uh, we go over it, guys. Apologies on the pronunciation. So, uh, but he is awesome, man. Uh, he wrote this amazing book called Government, the Biggest Scam in History. And he, as he says, is not a conspiracy theorist. He's an organized crime researcher. And I think this is wonderful. The way that he puts what government does to us uh, and to everybody. It's not just us. Uh, if you can hear my voice on this, your government does this too. And it's all just in the framed in the idea of organized crime. It's absolutely brilliant, guys. Without any further ado, Etienne de la Boitier Squared. All right, ladies and gentlemen, extremely excited to present to you Etienne de la Boitier Squared. Did I do that right? Are we even close
1: close enough and you should probably mention that i'm the author of the book government the biggest scam in history exposed at government-scam.com where i'm exposing that government was never intended to protect life liberty and property it is essentially a technique of what i like to refer to as intergenerational organized crime and uh, uh when i say intergenerational organized crime people willing to lie, use deceit and hurt you if you don't give them their your money and it is always illegitimate because you can't delegate rights you don't have yourself to a rep- representative or to a government to represent you doing something you don't have the ability to do yourself, you can't be bound by a social contract you didn't sign and if democracy is two wolves and a sheep deciding what's for dinner, it doesn't matter if uh, you know everybody agrees Uh, That the mob should get to, you know, lynch black folks or rob Peter to pay Paul, uh, just because the majority wants to do something immoral doesn't make it moral. And so uh, think of government as a technique uh, to rob and control you. And they get away with it, as the subtitle of the book says, because how... Uh, Intergenerational organized crime runs the government and the media because they're controlling the information that you have received about the legitimacy, the desirability, and the necessity of government using either the mandatory government school, a monopolized media system of six companies running hundreds and hundreds of subsidiaries to give everybody the illusion there's all these different information sources in society, or the algorithmic censorship of two to three dozen, uh, what I like to call DARPA front companies on the DARPA internet.
0: Damn. I I guess I should have told you this before the show, but this is actually a show where we just discuss Care Bears and their relevance to um, pop culture and what they do for society. That's like the whole theme of the show. So I think we may have misbooked here. We might want to rethink this, man. (laughs) <laughs> dude, you are awesome. I have heard you on several shows. You're on a bunch of my friend's shows. Um, you, you're, you're a badass man. So you reached out. You sent me your book. Uh, I am enamored with it. So here it is, guys. I, I will be linking, of course, all the ways to find this down in the show notes. But dude, the, the way you lay it out, your ideas, your, your structure and your setting on this, I mean, just the, it's, it's full of memes. It's very approachable. So t- tell me, tell my audience why you structured your book this way.
1: So, you know, the book is really designed, you know, like I'm I'm assuming at least half your audience has already knows, you know, some version of everything that I just said, and they've probably struggled to explain it to their friends, their relatives, their coworkers, et cetera. And so really, uh, I sat out to create a book of, you know, how do you create a book that takes somebody from zero to 60 in the shortest amount of time and most people are visual learners and so in the book I'm leveraging a variety of different uh, learning techniques and strategies that, uh, that number one, make the book more approachable. So if you'd given somebody just a text only book, maybe 10 to 15% of your friends would engage with it. But if you give them a picture book, kind of once they pick it up, they're like, Oh my God, what is going on here? And then, you know, whether it's the, the media ownership charts or whether it's the, you know, charts showing the monopoly concentration of, you know, of about a dozen, you know, food and consumer goods companies, or, you know, whatever it is that catches their attention. Then it's kind of executive summaries, bullet points, but with hypertext links and the PDF version of the book to all of the authoritative scholarship. So if anybody goes, hey, I don't believe that. Where's that guy coming from? You can click through, you can see the scholarship, you can see the, you know, the research and the evidence to, that backs up those claims. And so, you know, um, the goal, take everybody from zero to 60 as, as fast as humanly possible. And we're doing that through, among other techniques, um, revelation of, uh, of the pattern. And so the first part of the book takes a look at 20 plus techniques used by what I call intergenerational organized crime. And just to be clear for the audience, when I say intergenerational organized crime, I'm taking that all the way back to monarchy. And we'll just use monarchy as the first, you know, um, uh, you know, intergenerational organized crime. We're going to, you're going to give us your money or we're going to hurt you. And when monarchy fell out of favor, you know, people weren't buying the divine, divine right of kings anymore, then they developed democracy uh, but uh, knowing that, because number one, that they're controlling all of the the you know the media of the day, the newspapers, the town criers, the you know whatever it is, uh, they're controlling the uh, they've got a disparity of campaign funds to you know to win elections, uh, and they're willing to cheat. Because they're organized crime, they're always going to be able to control the outcome of the elections. And if that doesn't work, you know, we'll just murder you. We'll use political assassination. It's, you know, just some of the techniques that have been used in the United States when when the puppets don't play ball like they want them to. And so that is you know kind of what I take it back to. And so democracy, as we mentioned, is always illegitimate. You can never have a legitimate moral democracy. You can never have a legitimate moral constitution. Constitutional republic. You can never have a, you know, legitimate moral socialism or communism because it's immoral to, you know, and impossible and illogical to delegate rights you don't have yourself to a representative to represent you doing something that you don't have the ability to do yourself. And so, you know, the other part of the book is, you know, I'm a voluntarist, and voluntarism is the idea that among you know adults all relationships should be voluntary nobody has the ability to use violence or extortion on anybody else the government doesn't get a pass from basic morality and so the kind of the good news message of the book is the world is a self-organizing system it produces spontaneous order and everything that you that the government does that's legitimate besides risk redistribution you can't be you know robbing peter to pay paul But whether it be the roads or armed protective services or dispute resolution, which they call courts or air traffic control, the free market or nonprofits or mutual aid societies or real charities would do a better job than the government is doing, cheaper, better, faster uh and that we don't need government uh which is it's just been the biggest scam of all of history that you have to have a government and when you really think about it and you think back to every single political show you've ever seen on the television or the television, vision that's the one thing that is never allowed to be discussed is is government legitimate is it legitimate that they get to control us and what's the deal with the monop with the media being monopolized, you know, into, you know, six companies running hundreds and hundreds of subsidiaries and we have media ownership charts in the book. So you can see what that looks like yourself. And that's one of the ways that people come to insight is like, Oh my God, I didn't realize that this was going on until they see it with their own eyes. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, now I get it. They're just controlling every channel and deceiving every audience. And, you know, people think that that must cost a fortune. But if you're stealing trillions of dollars, then it probably costs them a couple hundred billion a year. And it's mice nuts. I used to work on Wall Street. We called it mice nuts. It's so cheap to control the media that it might as well will be free
0: you know they say this about chemtrails too everybody's like why are they spraying the sky i don't know where you stand on chemtrails but I, uh, you know this is this is one of the most fascinating things to me man because the way that you put it uh whenever we talk about you waking people up or trying to tell people about all these uh, ruby ridge anything 9-11 any take your pick uh and you you start phrasing things like the government and they're i think that they get Most folks probably get pretty bombarded from a lot of sides with conspiracy theories and phrased in a way that's pretty unapproachable and something that they can't really relate to. It seems like something really fantasy, like some big bad monster that you can't really put a face to. But when you describe it in the way that you do about it being an organized crime ring, it makes way more sense. It's way more approachable and it's completely on point. It it rings so many bells for me. So what made you discover that association?
1: Well, I'll tell you this first of all i'm not a conspiracy theorist i'm an organized crime researcher and when you use the term organized crime versus what i believe to be purposefully unhelpful purposefully undescriptive terms like globalists or elitists or deep state or new world order you know the department of justice doesn't have anything has doesn't have a department of doing something about the deep state but when you say intergenerational organized crime and you point to the the myriad of ways where this system is handing trillions of dollars to private banks, private companies through the TARP, the TOLF, the bailouts, the stimulus, and you can connect all the dots and connect all the players, then there's an expectation that the Department of Justice ought to be doing something about this organized crime system that is robbing the, you know, robbing society for trillions of dollars. This is, and also when you say, intergenerational organized crime and you look at the political situation and the financial situation of the country then that really makes a lot of things make a lot of sense this is why the pentagon can't account for trillions of dollars this is why they can't they lost quote unquote lost six billion dollars in physical <laughs> cash in iraq and this happened. is explained this explains the fourteen thousand dollar toilet seats and the and the uh four hundred thousand dollar f-35 helmets and it explains why amtrak lost almost a billion dollars on food and beverage alone in in 10 years and it you know it, it just explains like if you if you look at it th- like that and then you take a look at the media as being in on it and justifying it and making the whole system seem like it's legitimate. Then now, you know, CNN and Fox News make sense. We're just going to argue over the worldwide wrestling match of the presidential elections where they're controlling both candidates and we're going to cover every verbal sufflex and every verbal body blow, but we're not going to tell you that the game is rigged and both wrestlers are owned by the McMahons. Um, This is, it's just, we're distracting the population with everything that comes on the television. And it's not everything that comes over the tell vision is a lie and is fantasy. 90 plus percent of it is just distraction. I mean, if you, you know, we'll give you content completely devoid of any reality or news that would help you better understand your situation in life. And we'll give you like monster trucks. We'll give you monster trucks. you like home improvement. We'll give you home improvement. You like Care Bears. We'll give you Care Bears 24-7. I think there's like three different Care Bear channels, aren't there? Yeah, like there's so we're Care one Bear, of them. Yeah, Care Bear, Care Bears 8, the Ocho. So, <laughs> so a lot of it is just, you know, we're emasculating, you know, humanity by getting them to focus on stuff like uh, children's games played by adults.
0: You know, and, and I, I heard it called politics, and I love that. And I've really adopted that. And, you know, there's tons of metaphors out there, just like what you said. It's this two wings of the same bird. That's two puppets on the hand of the same entity. Of course, there are, I think, I would hope enough people that know that. What's worse, I think, is the people that know that their governments are fucking them over and they just go, oh, yeah, but they've always done that. What are you going to do about it? So there's a recognition there that something needs to happen and something needs to change. But there's an unwillingness to put forth any effort other than just that simple blase recognition that the governments that run our countries are crazy and psychopaths and they're horrible. They're not out for your best good. Um, But somehow they've convinced everyone that they are. How the fuck did that happen?
1: Uh, they've got great PR on hundreds and hundreds of different radio stations and television stations. And, and, and you know, and I mean, they're, they're spending billions and billions of dollars to convince you that it's legitimate that they get to rule you, that they have your best interest in heart, that they're trying to protect you from either terrorists or from mass shootings or from the COVID or whatever it is, that whatever the boogeyman of the week is. um and uh, and they're you know they get away with it until you realize that there's a man behind the curtain and i do agree with you that there are a lot of people that have been emasculated you know by the system they're they're fluoridated vaccinated government schooled corporate food eating dumbed down public they don't matter there's still a lot of people that are absolutely awake they've got more than two neurons rubbed together and they are taking action and i've been all over the the country i just got got back from 30 states in three months where we did you know five four different liberty events we'll be doing a fifth next week at the jackalope freedom fest but like I see people all over the country that know what's going on, that are taking action and that are getting organized within their communities and fighting back in some way, shape or form. And so that really, really is the good news. And once you realize how the system works and, you know, like like I think part of the book, you know, what part of what the book does is it explains, you know, how the magician does the trick. And really, I mean, this is a revolution that's only going in one direction, because once you realize how the magician does the trick then you don't really get fooled by the trick anymore and now you're on the trail of it you're using the right terminology you you've got a you know effective tool in the book to be able to explain it to your friends and your family you know what you need to do to get organized you're not going to be going after the matador's cape you're going to be going after the matador and the book is filled with solutions you know how to throw sand into the system and if everybody is just throwing a little bit of sand into the system it's not too long before the system you know seizes up and again um, it's a revolution that's only going in one direction once you realize that that you know the government is illegitimate you can't have a legitimate government it's impo- it's impossible and also the I don't want to spoil it but the you know the go- they've been sliding the government as a religion to people so so what they do is they're using all of the tool and the book breaks down government the biggest scam in history at government-scam.com breaks down how this organized crime system slips the belief In the legitimacy, the desirability and the necessity of having a government of all at all, even though there's no ironclad law of the universe that says you have to have a government, but how the organized crime system slips it to the population as a religion. And so this is the reason. So the flag is the artificially indoctrinated holy symbol. The Bill of Rights and the Constitution are the are the uh, the holy documents. Everybody is forced to go to a mandatory church school where the priest, you know, teaches them about the popes, the presidents, and the and the legitimacy of the government and how you can't get along without government. And then they take the kids in middle school to mecca washington dc where they take you into the cathedral the capital that looks like the vatican for a reason and they take you into the temples and they show you the deities and it's all very hushed and reverent and they're just kind of indoctrinating you into this belief system that produces a chump i mean a taxpayer i'm sorry a taxpayer that's willing to hand over a portion of their money relatively voluntarily tithe to tithe, if you will. Uh, and, you know, there's, you know, the church leadership wears robes, vestments, and, you know, you go in front of the judge and he sits on high and the building is oversized to make you feel Feel small and insignificant. And there's just a variety of these like little kind of tricks and techniques that they use that once you understand that they're running game on you, well, then all of a sudden you're like, mm, they've been running game on me. And then the game's over and then you're in the catbird seat. You understand how it's going on. You're focused on the matador and not the cape, and you're able to approach the problem in a way where you're going to be much more, you're going to be in your own power in a way that you weren't as long as you think it's legitimate and that you got to do what they say and that, you know, like what, you know, once you realize that the policeman is is a chump that has been, you know, tricked into wearing a costume and shaving his head and using violence on on, you know, peaceful people for, you know, and it was essentially an indoctrinated status religion. I mean, now you're in a position of power over the policeman who is now an object of laughter and derision. So it really is a powerful seat to be in.
0: It it really is. And what you said about, you know, being distracted as the masses, that's what it feels like. Right. It's just cir- bread and circus. Like it's there. there's some people that don't want to know how the magician does the trick. Some people are perfectly fine just living in the illusion. There are a lot of people out there, man, who think that wrestling is real. And so it's these kind of people that we're, that we're not talking about waking up here. These are the lost causes. These are the ones that are going to bring us into idiocracy.
1: You got to ignore the lost causes. So the, so one of the, so one of the, the, you know, our strategies with the Art of Liberty Foundation is we're not trying to win everybody. We're going after the intelligentsia. We're going after uh, the entrepreneurs, the business executives. We're going after the professoriate. We're going after the bloggers, the vloggers, the content creators the 10 to 15 percent of the population that really really matter that do things in life that are you know that are organizing their communities that are doing groups like don't waste, waste your time on people that live their life on a on a you know on a a couch in front of a television being led around by the nose Uh, Go, you know, go after the people that are that have that have turned the television off and that are taking action in their own communities, organize them, and then they're going to pull the rest of society. And so once the intelligentsia understands how they've been played and the intelligentsia moves in the direction of voluntarism and understands how the, the magician does the trick and 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 understands the world as a self organizing system, then they're, they're going to pull the rest of society behind them. And so, you, you know, if 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 you're if they've taken the water, if they're if they're drinking the fluoridated water, if they're sucking on the vaccine you know, you're not going to be effective with them. In some cases, they've like they've already been hit by this chemical weapons program. And there are a lot of times they're gone. It's not that we don't love them. It's not that you shouldn't, you know, you know, I mean, try a little bit, but just don't waste your time on people that don't like, uh, I forgot the, the saying, but like, it's hard to wake up somebody who's pretending to be asleep. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of people that are, Serious, educated people that understand the, you know the, the, um, uh, you know what we're up against and the importance of it. Those are the people that you got to go talk to. Forget everybody else.
0: It's like the saying: uh, it's easier to lie to somebody than it is to convince them that they've been lied to. And that, that idea right there is, I think, why you get a lot of pushback with ideas like this, because there's a lot of pride that goes into that your entire life has been a lie up to this point. And that, you know, there's there's also not a lot of room for hubris in our society to where people will be as accepting on that side of it once you shift off. But on this side, we're all very welcoming. We're like, hell yeah, get on in here, brother. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. come come check out the information. Come check out my boy's book over here. It's incredible. Very uh, easy to read in an approachable font. So thank you again for that. Like it's just pleasing to read, man. So your your job is to wake up the wolves, not the sheep. And I've heard about this idea and I'm a big fan of it because I think that that's when more action occurs and I like the 15% uh, of us that are actually doing something. I think that that's I thought that that might have been a high number before, but I think you're about right. I think that's really good. So with with all of this, man, what was your catalyst into this? Everybody, you know, has a starting point with this. When did you realize that this is what's going on?
1: Uh, so I've told the story a whole bunch, but I'll tell it one more time. And so the so uh, I was working at a think tank in Washington, D.C., one of the big four think tanks in the early 90s. And I had access to a three thousand dollar a month Lexus Nexus terminal. And uh, LexisNexis would give you every article, every news, you know, every news story, transcripts of all the major news stores, et cetera. It was kind of the Internet before the Internet. And I realized that the story that was coming out of Oklahoma City after the Oklahoma City bombing was different, that the mainstream media version was different than what the local news channels and the local newspaper and the, and the alternative media were saying. And I began comparing those two and realized that the government had blown up a daycare center in their own federal building to tar what was a developing militia movement after they'd got caught murdering 80 men, women, children at Waco and killing a pregnant, the pregnant wife of uh, Randy Weaver at Ruby Ridge. And so after the government uh, mur- burned down a church in Waco, Texas, and murdered 80 men, women, and children, all of a sudden there was a militia movement that was forming in the country. And so they needed to uh, take the wind out of that sails. So that they took a sheep dip special X, quote unquote, X special forces guy by the name of Timothy McVeigh. They gave him a legend of being a white supremacist militia m- m- man And then they blew up a daycare center in a federal building with a truck to make it seem like the militia was about, uh, you know, white supremacists that blow up daycare centers. And the everything that I discovered and all the research that I did ended up being essentially verified and corroborated by something called the Oklahoma Independent Bombing Investigation Committee, led by a state rep named Charles Key. And then that all of the of their research uh, began was was made into a documentary. Uh, called A Noble Lie, which you can still find on BitChute and Library and some of the other things. I think it may have been censored off of YouTube, but you might check YouTube as well. But you used to be able to get the full version off of BitChute, but you can see the the award-winning documentary, A Noble Lie. And once you realize that the federal government is blowing up daycare centers, Then you're like, "Whoa!" Something's like, so you start paying attention, and so then I started paying attention and and began researching things with all the tools at my disposal. Working at one of the big four think tanks.
0: Damn, man, it's a fascinating story because yes, that is that moment where you put the glasses on and you look around and things say "obey," and there's lizard people walking around, and you you never quite forget that moment. You you really look around at everything and you say, okay, shit, I've been lied to this entire time. Everything's a lie. It's all bullshit. But the the hardest part, I think, and I'm sure you went through this as well, is that there are still so many people asleep. Now, once you get over that, of course, like we had talked about, those people don't want to be safe. They don't want to know how the trick works. They're just here for the bread and circus. Uh, so tell me about uh, the culture war and how effective that is as a tool. <laughs>
1: Well, so I'll tell you this, the book has been exceedingly, exceedingly uh, effective and that I've, you know, that, that I've actually had people that have had kind of life changing experiences just when I've been, you know, flipping them through the book. Like they I've just I've had people that right in front of my eyes have come to that moment of insight of like, oh, my God, it's like Nazism. I call I call it flipping somebody through the book and you can do it once you have a copy of it yourself. But, you know, there's these 20 techniques in the front and I just will just flip somebody through the 20 techniques. And by the time, you know, you get to the techniques of, you know, and, and, and so, so the 20 techniques show what the technique look like in the u.s explains the technique shows what it looks like in the u.s in nazi germany in the soviet union and east in east germany and it's got pictures of what it looked like in each time and place and so you know you can kind of like flip flip through you know while i'm discussing it but um So, uh, you know, whether the technique is the military and the police artificially glorified and celebrated, you know, like you're showing on the screen, or whether it's, you know, warrantlessly wiretapping, the fact they all use political assassination, the fact they all use political rallies and the population gaze and and politician worship, the use of propaganda, um, uh, uh, concentration camps, uh, black sites, and uh secret prisons, whether it's um uh the use of torture as policy, all of a sudden, when you know, about the time that you get to technique number 20, I've had people go like literally just like get it like that. And so because they saw it with their own eyes, because they recognize human beings are really good pattern recognition machines. And so when they see that historical pattern, then they're like, oh, wait a minute. That's a playbook. How come the United States is using the exact same playbook as Nazi Germany and the Soviet Union and East Germany, and then they saw it with their own eyes and they get it. The other thing I'm doing with the book is I'm making what was invisible now visible through visualization. And so, you know, if you try and tell your friends and family that there are six companies running hundreds and hundreds of subsidiaries to give everybody the illusion that there's all these different information sources in society, they may or may not believe you. But if you show them the media ownership chart that comes in the book, then all of a sudden they're like, holy crap, there's six companies running hundreds of subsidiaries to give everybody the illusion that there's all these different information sources in society. What is going on? And because they saw it, they come to that deeper understanding like that instantaneous understanding. And you don't have to explain it to them. I've got org charts. You go, Oh, so you're saying that all of the reporters are in on the COVID and they're all the, all these different publications and all these different reporters and producers and everything that are all in on it together. And then you show them a Bilderberg CFR trilateral commission organization chart where, where dozens and dozens of reporters, editors, and publishers, and dozens and dozens of ostensibly independent media, you know, uh, companies are all organized together under these three organizations. That Jeffrey Epstein was a member of all three of these groups, and now you're showing the showing the picture on there, the the chart. Um, now all of a sudden, they're like, "Oh, i i I guess I guess they are in on it." together and i didn't understand that that was going on but once they see it they're like son of a bitch!" they just get it they get how they've been played and how the system works and and so that's been very 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 effective um we sell an amazing amount of the book to people that are buying uh what we call a friends bundle so we've sold in the past i'm gonna say four months we've sold uh, over 650 copies to like 80 plus people that are just just, you know, handing them out, buying fives or tens, you know, five, five, we, we, we have a donor to the art of Liberty foundation that makes it possible for us to cut the price to the bone. If you're buying it in five and 10, you know, uh, bundles. And so I, we have people that are putting these in little mini libraries. We have people that are putting these as coffee table books in their Airbnbs. We have, people that are donating these to their you know library we have like i get you know all the time i get pic- people seeing me pictures of them putting it into you know a little mini library in their in their neighborhood or whatever and so people are getting around the algorithmic censorship of the media by you know doing things like getting it into like little mini libraries where they can't be censored and so we're seeing more and more of that and so the book is getting out into wider and wider circles I just had somebody buy 10 cop placed the order on the website it said hey i found this you know by the way i found this because you know this guy had put it in his coffee shop the coffee shop owner had made it the you know the counter table book in the coffee shop in Australia and then th- that woman went and bought 10 copies and I don't know what she's going to do with them but like that is the kind of dynamic and we're getting we're getting orders from all over the world we we've had probably 20 different countries in the past 4 months the book's really blown up in the past 4 months
0: it's insane man the amount of people just Over it, you know, and that are really, really looking at this stuff. Uh, I'm sure you've gotten an influx of this, just like you were saying with your book. I mean, how many people have approached you that perhaps beforehand were like, ah, you know, he's just full of shit. You, You know, you're just a conspiracy theorist or whatever. Have you had any flip floppers come back and actually apologize to you and be like, you know what? You were right. Look at this
1: shit. You know, it's weird. I don't get a lot of that. I mean, I've gotten one, one or two people have called me conspiracy theorist. Yeah. On you know, but if you take a look at my videos, uh, and there's you know there's a couple hundred thousand you know views of either speeches I've given on the book or um, or uh, you know interviews where I've been interviewed on the book or been on a podcast. Ninety five percent are thumbs up, positive comments. So like, like I mean, I like I you know I. Um, the, the, I just got back from Freedom Fest, and I'd say that crowd is probably, you know, 90, well, no, I'd say that crowd is probably 50% Republican statist, 30% libertarian, and 30% ANCAP voluntarist. Okay, and that we'd be exhibiting. And by the way, the book is almost always the best selling book at every single conference or event that we've been to for the past two years over. It's been the number one best selling book at a dozen plus uh, Liberty events, uh, all over the country. And even in, you know, in, in international events, we've done too. Um, at Freedom Fest, we got edged out by Larry Elder who sold like <laughs> 70 books. Cause he had a, he was a keynote speaker and he had a book signing, a scheduled book signing and we didn't. Unfair. Um, but, but like, uh, but I think we were probably number two, according to the guy running the bookstore. But like, um, when people would come up to the booth it was the rare, like every once in a while we'd get a Republican that didn't understand how the game was played and we'd started explaining it and they would get butt hurt because they would realize that it's a religion and like, you know, oh my God, I got a kind of, you know, I kind of got chumped, you know, that you could see them get physic physically upset or whatever. Um, but, uh, but mostly that I don't, I don't get conspiracy theorists. I get it volunteerism can't work. Oh, you know, oh, no government. Oh, the world would the world would fall apart. And, you know, and I'd like to spend a little bit of time on that because that's the subject of my next book that will be called Voluntarism. But the idea that, you know, that you've got to have a government is one of those ideas that the government has slipped to the population through their mandatory government school. And, and I break it down in the book, They've even changed the definition of the word anarchy, which which doesn't it means no rulers doesn't mean no rules, but because the rulers don't want the population to know there's an option on the menu called no rulers, they've used their control of the dictionary and control of the media to over time. And I show the 1827 definition of the word anarchy from the Webster's dictionary. And I compare it with the modern definition from the Merriam Webster's dictionary so that you can see how they have changed the meaning of the word in the dictionary. And then I break down. Who owns the dictionary, the Safra banking family, where the former head of the Council on Foreign Relations sits on the editorial advisory board. And so then you can realize, hey, they're trying to steer people away from the one thing that would free them by associating it with everything from violence to communism to chaos and dystopia, when that's not what the word means at all. It just means no rulers. It doesn't mean no rules and this idea that if we didn't have rulers that the whole world would descend into lawless chaos, that's kind of ridiculous on its face. The idea that you know there, for, you know I had, you know for those that have never in- encountered these ideas before, you know whether it's roads or air traffic control or everything the government does, you just got to kind of look at the government as a monopoly provider of these goods and services. and it's not going to be that the market isn't willing to provide armed, um, you know, uh, armed response, you know, Brinks and ADT and West Tech provide armed, you know, uh, uh, you know, security response today. Um, but when the Brinks or the ADT guy shows up, he doesn't think that he has rights that you don't. He's not gonna arrest you for not wearing a seatbelt or for not, you know, for because you're smoking a plant in your house or you got a, a poker game going on. He only has the rights that you have, and you have the right to defend your life, liberty, and property. So you can, you know, you can delegate that right to a security company to exercise that right on your behalf. You don't have the right to decide whether or not your neighbor has a habit that you may or may not like or should be gambling or should be engaging the services of a prostitute or you know all of the other victimless crimes where the government does, uses violence on peaceful people to either engineer society or raise revenue or be able to arrest anybody at any time for anything to keep the population cowed and, and submissive. Um, you got to look at them as this monopoly provider and that everything the government does, you know, from the roads, there were, there were roads before there was government, there was roads in this country, there were turnpikes in this country before there was a federal government or an interstate highway program or anything like that. Uh, The Canadians have already privatized their air traffic control system and there's no planes falling out of the sky in Canada And so, uh, you know, whatever it is that the government does, as long as it's not redistribution, you can't steal from, uh, you know, Rob Peter to pay Paul. But as long as you're not doing that, everything the government does, whether it's the courts, which is just dispute resolution, whether it's armed protective services, whether it's air traffic control, you know, you're going to do it better faster than the government would, could do and a great example of that is you know the government through because it's it's crooked and and you know it refuses to label gmos okay and not only did it refuse to label gmos it has frequently over and over again appointed monsanto connected uh, individuals to run the fda Or the EPA or, you know, and and what's known in Washington, D.C. is regulatory capture. So what did the market do? The market came up with the GMO project and they have they went and they did what the federal government refuses to do because it's easy to buy off and control the federal government. And we've got a number of different, you know, charts in the books showing How the exact same companies that are getting handed billions and trillions of dollars from the organized crime government, how their executives are going in and out of the federal government. And so there are a bunch of different Venn diagrams diagrams where you've got the individual's name in the center of the Venn diagram. And on the left, you've got their role or previous role in the federal government. And on the right, you've got their role or previous role at Amazon or Goldman Sachs or the pharmaceutical industry or Monsanto or, you know, go down the list. But, uh, you know, uh, the government offers the illusion of protecting you, but is easily bought off and manipulated by moneyed interests that are all in on it uh, together in in crooked Washington district of criminals.
0: You know, and whenever anything's privatized and the government doesn't have its hands in it, it thrives. It does great because it's under market competition. It's under the best way to do it. You've got to find the most efficient and best way to do it to maximize costs and all that good stuff. But there's also a different care that's taken into it because these are the people that are building for their communities, right? They want their name on that. That's a legacy for them. Yeah. yeah. Some of these folks. So whenever whenever we talk about uh, this idea of volunteerism and why people say that the world would just dissolve into chaos, then Do you think that that idea is based on the fact that large city centers would be kind of the issue here? Small communities are more ideal for that type of setup, especially with the type of society that we have or the type of society that has been cultivated for the crazy lizard people running the world. But do you you think that it's possible uh, in a large city to do some sort of model like this volunteerism that you talk about?
1: Uh, 100%. But the caveat is, is that the government, through its inefficient Social programs that produce the unintended consequences of multi-generation poverty and people being trapped by the system, and and uh, you know a, a a crappy, horrible you know education system that does not equip them with any you know uh, uh, valuable you know life skills. The government has created on purpose, I believe, a completely dependent class that clamors for government redistribution. And so, uh, absent this organized crime government, you know, producing a you know crappy education system and trapping people in, in intergenerational poverty and, and with social programs that don't work and and uh, safety nets that become a hammock and and STEMI checks and everything else that it does to screw up the economy. Um, if you got rid of the, the rules and the regulations, then everything, I think you'd see the economy take off and there would be more than enough opportunity for everybody that wanted to work. Now, there's a huge, huge underclass Um, And there's a huge amount of people that have gotten used to not having to work. And, you know, they've moved to San Diego where the weather's nice, where they can live off, you know, government largesse and, uh, you know, the the kindness of strangers and things like that. And so, you know, what happens when that safety net falls apart? Well, I think there's going to have to be a transition program, but there's just no way to, you know, there's no way like you, you can't stop the like what, what i'm seeing and i go to all these different liberty events you know in addition to freedom fest you know we just got back from the porcupine freedom festival which went from a thousand people last year to 2,500 people this year, and they sold out a month before the event, there would have been 3,000 plus if they'd had room for them. Or, you know, we're going to Jackalope Freedom Festival in Baca Meadows, Arizona, next week, two years ago, there were 200 people last year, there were 600 people, I think there's going to be 1000 people there this year. So these Liberty events are blowing up. And people are figuring out all over the world that the government is crooked, the government and the media are in on the COVID and the lockdowns and everything like that. So there's no way of really stopping the population from coming to the understanding in the information age that the government and the media are being run by organized crime, that they've been looting the country. That the, and, and, and so, you know, what happens after that becomes widely known, whether it's my book that does it or a book that comes after mine or, you know, somebody else that does it, you know, um, uh, hopefully I'm the straw that breaks the camel's back and, and widely exposes it. But I don't know, you know, what happens after them, like Neo and the Matrix. All I know is that you can't stop the signal in the information age. There's no way that you're going to be able to hide from the intelligentsia, at least, that the system is corrupt, that it's, it's against their best interests, that it's murderous scum, you know, cacostocracy on t- top, and that you can't trust anything that comes over, the, you know, the bought and paid for monopolized media. And so um, uh, there's going to have to be a transition period, but whether you're in a city or you're in the country, people are going to be better off without government in the long run there is going to be a transition. Um, I'd like to see there be a laboratory of liberty, and that's one of the things we're trying to do at the Art of Liberty Foundation. Is we're start, trying to start a think tank to be able to, to uh, you know, to research how do you do the transition, how do you make it, you know, the you know, kind of the the best for everybody. Um, but uh, um, there's no way to stop the signal. People are going to find out.
0: So, Kacis Stokerski. Cacistocracy. There's one dude that's listening right now that will kick me if I if I don't ask you at least what that word means. What is
1: cacristocracy? uh kakistocracy is ruled by the worst people out there caca means crap shit
0: in spanish okay shit people. it's
1: ruled by the shit people and so if you really think about it you know like a kakistocracy is a little bit of an umbrella term <laughs> if you wanted to be specific we've got an oligarchical kleptocracy oh shit That's and an oligarchy is ruled by a few a kleptocracy is ruled by organized crime and so it's technically it's an oligarchical kleptocracy but but when you say kakistocracy, it's, it's It is the worst scummiest people on the planet that's why they're willing to use torture that's why they're willing to shoot everybody up with these experimental vaccines and force lockdowns and wage economic warfare against you and engage in disaster capitalism and, and break the backs of mom and pop uh you know businesses in favor of these monopoly corporations and and it is it is the worst scum possible at the top and the reason that they're at the top is they're willing to use murder and political assassination and they're willing to put pedophiles into positions of power because they can control the pedophiles that way and if you're trying to control large amount of large amounts of people you know because it's a big system that's been around for hundreds of years and like you know it's well established and if you're trying to manage you know hundreds or thousands of political puppets you want to make sure, like, what is the way that you? this is the why there's so many pedophiles in government from, you know, Denny Hastert to, you know, to uh, 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 others that we won't get into here, you know, Jeffrey Epstein and crew. And 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 before that, because you really want to be able to blackmail as effectively as possible, the largest number of these political puppets. And so, you know, it's a cacistocracy or an oligarchical kleptocracy, depending on which you prefer.
0: For our Latino audience, Cacastrostia. We'll go with that. I <laughs> uh, well, I think the idea is incredible and I completely agree with you that Again, the way that you break this down, especially in your book, it's very digestible, it's very incredible the way that you wrote about it, but also just the concept. You could have done this in a type book, and I would have read the shit out of it, man. It's brilliant. Uh, just tying it all together like this. Now, something I am curious about is, let's say, I'm a boundless optimist, by the way. I need to preface this by saying that. Let's say there is a awareness. Let's use the metaphor of a, running, a runaway train, okay? Up until this point, most people don't think that there's anything wrong with the train. They're looking out the window, everything's fine. People like you and I are running up and down the aisles going, it's a runaway train, guys, it's runaway. But it seems more and more now that people are starting to wake up to the fact that it is a runaway train. And let's say that we get to shift over 51%. Let's say that we get this mass consciousness shift where everybody wakes up and goes, hang on, this isn't right, and we need to change it. What is the next move? Because there's no fast way to stop a speeding, a runaway train, right? You've got to kind of slow it down so that the transition's a little bit easier and not as jarring. If you were just to shut the whole thing down, people would fly into the seats in front of them to stick with the metaphor. So what is the first step in this besides awareness? What's the next actionable thing that people can do?
1: Um... The, the number one thing they can do is they can educate others and so that's why the book is so important and that's why we make it available for free you can download a free preview copy at government-scam.com because if you don't understand how the system works yourself then you can't explain it to others and if you're going to try and explain it to others then you then you really really need to have a really effective tool to do it and so you know I talked about flipping somebody through the book anybody can flip somebody through the book and so education is, is is 100, you know, number one, and number two thing you can do is you've got to get organized, and you've got to find the people in your neighborhood, in your life, that aren't spending their life in front of the television, that are you know, that are good people that want to see you know things change for the better, and you've got to get them organized. And one of the things that we do at the Art of Liberty Foundation is that we make it fun to resist government and we make it fun to do these things and i don't know if i've you know told the story that you know we helped organize resistance in santa cruz california myself and david rodriguez the head of the santa cruz voluntarists and the Gatto project and you know we started with 10 people kind of 20-somethings to 40-somethings that didn't believe what the government and the media was telling about the COVID. And the next week, we had 20. And the week after that, we had 37. And the week after that, we had 400 people on a Facebook group. And we were regularly turning out 60, 70-plus people to peaceful civil disobedience. We were reopening beaches. We were reopening parks. Uh, you know, we'd have beach parties, and you know, and the and and there would be people surfing, and there would be people playing the guitar and drum circles, and there would be kids and badminton, and it was all ages, and everybody had a good time. And I had one person say, you know, my my social life actually improved during the COVID, but we just made it fun. To get people together we'd have documentary moving nights we'd have documentaries on the beach you know on a giant you know inflatable screen we'd have uh, documentaries over at people's houses we'd have uh, sign painting parties we'd have cookouts and it was and and everybody had a good time and everybody was cool and like once people saw how much fun we were having more and more people began to join in and we made it fun to resist which is one of the reasons why they're trying to crack down on David Rodriguez in Santa Cruz right now because they got an organized crime government that's paying themselves 300 to almost $40. 400- thousand dollars a year salaries and david was exposing that very very effectively and so they threw him into jail for two weeks to try and shut him up but he's out now and so uh and and when he got out there were 80 plus people at the courthouse waiting for him clanging on drums because like i said more and more people are realizing this and you're seeing entire communities that are come you know come together on a weekday to you know to try and help out the leaders and so there there is no way you can stop the signal but you got to get involved and so start a freedom cell you know go to freedomcells.org and uh and figure out the people you know use opsec if you want but figure out the people in your your neighborhoods just start with your closest friends and just have a you know have a have a party have a book club you know you know use use government the biggest scam in history as your book club book and go through it and talk about it um uh, but the main thing you got to do is, is, is get involved. Don't spend your life in front of the television. Don't spend your life, you know, go out and, and, and make it fun to resist. We had a blast, you know, you can have a blast too. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. And absolutely. And you know what? I'll go ahead and uh, link freedomcell.org in the bottom here, just because it's got to do with the, the show and, and let's do it. That sounds amazing. So, uh, did you, we'll, we'll probably wrap it up here, man, but, uh, did you have any final points on this or, or anything you wanted to add to it?
1: No, I mean, you know, I uh I'm very optimistic about the whole thing. Um, you cannot stop the signal in the information age. Uh you know, you can try and, you know, they can even if they censor us on YouTube, we'll go to BitChute. There's now censoring people on BitChute, so now the party is moving over to the library. Uh we back up the book with a credit card size flash drive either 8 gig or 16 gig flash drive that we call the liberator and on that liberator and on this credit card size flash drive that you can have in your wallet fits in your wallet you could be over at somebody's house and you can just take it out while you're hanging out with your buddy and say, copy the these 16 gig of files. And then there's everything that the government is trying to hide from you. You can make we, we make it easy so that you can make copies of the liberator yourself. We make it available for free at government-scam.com forward slash liberator, where if you download the entire liberator from our Dropbox, you get the book for free, the PDF version of the book with all the links and everything like that for free along with 16 gigs of evidence of government criminality and, and all of the – the some of the leading voluntarist authors and, and documentarians and filmmakers showing you in, in either books and PDF or short videos or documentaries exactly how – We would be just fine if we didn't have government, how the market could provide everything the government does, either through, you know, nonprofits, mutual aid societies, real charity. And the final thing, I guess the final point I want to make is um, everybody understands how much the government is stealing from them in their 1040. Okay, everybody understands like what that percentage is for them. Most people don't understand how much the government is stealing from them in what I call the covert taxes. Every time that you get a gallon of gasoline, every time that you get a beer, every time that you buy a pack of cigarettes, every time you get pay your cell phone bill or your cable TV bill or you get an airline ticket or a rental car, just like blah blah, go down the list. There's all of these like hidden taxes, and then. The final tax that most people don't realize, which we break down in the book, is the tax of inflation. And the government is waging economic warfare against you by stealing the value out of your money, by allowing the banks who are at the top of the we're in on it pyramid – um, the the money center banks are allowed to engage in something called fractional reserve banking, where when you go to a bank to get a loan or a mortgage, that's not depositor money they lend you. They just tickle the ivories and credit your account with digital dollars, even though that's inflationary and even though that reduces to some small degree the purchasing power of everybody else's dollars that are in circulation if we didn't have a crooked banking system and we didn't have the government stealing half of our income and in overt taxes covert taxes and inflation then everybody would be crazy rich your dollar i want everybody to think about this as my kind of final thought everybody the dollars that everybody earns and saves today should be buying more and more every single year as innovations and productivity improvements reduce the costs and the the costs of of producing and distributing the goods and the the necessities and luxuries of life. Instead of your dollar buying more and more each year, your dollar has been losing 10% plus of its purchasing power. We're getting robbed. If we weren't getting robbed, imagine how wealthy that you would be if over the past 10 years you had you know, a hundred percent more take home income every single year. And in a dynamic where that was going on, that's the cost of government. There would be more than enough money to take care of the poor, the needy and disadvantaged. If everybody over a 10 year period was taking home twice as much as they took, uh, took home over the last 10 years, that's the cost Of this organized crime government we should all be filthy crazy rich if it wasn't for organized crime government and the media that's helping them get away with it by distracting and deceiving the population
0: well the secret space program is not going to fund itself now is it so they have to do that we all that's why but you know, I, I can't thank you enough, dude, for your time. This has been incredible. Uh, your book, of course, right here, guys, I will be linking down in the show notes and everything that we just talked about. Uh, go check this thing out, guys. It's incredibly well done. It's incredible information. The The research that you did is fantastic, but also your mission on how it gets out. You give discounts on bulk orders. You give the PDFs for free. I, I, like, your, I like the way that you're going about it, man. You're doing a wonderful job. Keep up the great work, brother. This is fantastic.
1: Brandon, thank you. And keep up the good work because we're all doing it together. We're all co-creating the new reality and it's a thousand flowers bo- blooming and, uh, you know, turn off the monopoly media and turn on more expanding reality.
0: Shit. Yeah, dude. Oh, final question. Uh, favorite Care Bear Co.
1: I'm not really familiar with any of the Care Bears, but I do want to say one more thing because you just I did. I know you got an international audience. And so one of the things that we break down in the book is it's not the U.S. versus the Russians or the U.S. versus the Chinese. It's the Russian government robbing the Russian people using government. It's the Chinese government robbing the Chinese people using government. And so once that system works out, my goal is to have, you know, have international copies one day for all the different countries of the world where you're able to because it's just the same it's the exact same playbook so i want to take out the east german examples and put it in, replace it with the uk or australia or new zealand or china or israel etc because it isn't you know they're they're just menacing each other's populations with the specter of war between them while they're all in on it at the top they're all running government gubernari mente on their own populations it's a global awakening we're waking up the planet globally people are buying this book from 20 different countries there's no way they can stop the signal we're gonna have real freedom all over the world
0: god man you got me fired up you should feel these nipples right now it's great dude (laughs) this is fantastic man thank you so much honestly let's do this again brother you have an open invite anytime man
1: yeah thank you so much peace love and volunteerism
0: fascinating guy Absolutely incredible topic, guys. You've got to check this book out. It is located in the show notes. All the ways to find him, of course, will be located down there as well as a, well as a couple other bonus stuff for you. You know, some things to research and check out uh, that we had talked about in that episode. So uh, go out into your week this week, guys. Uh, do something amazing for somebody else. Like buy this book that you can add this to your list of really cool things that you do for somebody else. Do that bulk deal and hand a few out. It's, it's worth it. I'm telling you. So as for this show, guys, you can find us at expandingrealitypodcast.com. That is where the links to all of the socials will be found, as well as the YouTube video of this will be up on YouTube. So you can find the link through the website or just go to YouTube, whatever you prefer. Uh, And Patreon's there. All the socials are there. So go check any way to find the show out there. Uh, We can be contacted through there or at expandingrealitypodcast uh, at gmail.com. So you can email me either way. So uh, go out into your week this, guys, again, uh, buy this book, check it out, uh, question your government, look into this kind of stuff, do your own research, man. Uh, He did some phenomenal research for this book, uh, so you're welcome to take his word for it. But there's a lot of information out there to be found about how your government has been fucking you for a really long time and how the more and more you think about it, we don't really... We don't really need them. Um, So uh, get out of the left-hand lane. uh, Go buy somebody a coffee or a meal or something like that. And uh, above all, guys, uh, yes, even though our government's full of shit, we are not, and we are united. So go out into the planet this this week, guys, and just be good to one another. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you next time.